Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Q4U podcast. It's me, your girl, Mia, aka Mia Fran here on YouTube, one of your hosts, and I'm joined <laughs> by me, Chantal, or Marshmallow Love on my YouTube channel. We're back, man, after we a long time. I mean, it's not going to be a long time to you guys, because I'm pretty sure this episode is going to probably come out like a week after the previous one. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of... Uh, it's time for the April pick. So, Chantal, it was your turn to pick. So, what have you chosen for us to talk about today? I chose Idolish 7, the first season and the vibrato episode, just to celebrate the second season. But then we got the bad news of it being postponed, so... Yeah. Till, till who knows when. <laughs> yeah, because right now, they did say that they don't know when. It will be back. They postponed a lot of stuff with Idler 7. There were supposed to be like CDs coming out and like I think new music videos and they postponed those too. I mean, we still have these episodes though. So that's that's good. Mm -hmm. It's better than nothing. So yeah, we watched season one of Idler 7 and we also watched the Vibrato episodes because they're now free on YouTube. You can watch them without getting a stupid YouTube premium subscription. Because who the fuck wants that? <laughs> I was so pissed when I found out it was like, you can only watch it with a premium I'm like, fuck you guys. Like, I know. I was who, like, who well, the I hell, get it. Who the hell bought, buys a premium subscription for YouTube to watch like all the other original bullshit on YouTube? Not me. Mm, I already got too many subscriptions, man. Yeah, I already have like legit subscriptions. I don't need a bullshit one for fucking YouTube. Like, just give me my shit. Give me my Idol 7 content. Took them a year, right? It's been a year. Yeah, it's been like the... about a year since, like, Vibrato came out. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Everybody else was, like, caught up that did get premium and binged everything. But I was, I honestly, I was just going to be like, you know what? If I don't see them, it's fine, whatever. Because I didn't feel like they were that important to the story, but they kind of are. So I am glad that I watched them and that I was able to watch them. <laughs> All right, I guess. Let's just talk about the story of Idolish 7, man. <laughs> Alright, so Idolish 7. Tell me in the comments if you've heard this story before. So, this story sounds familiar to you. So, we have a group of seven boys who are brought together to create a new idol group. And they have a, a female manager. And, um... Basically, it's just, like, the whole first season is just them, like, trying to come together as a group and the, like, ups and downs that come with being an idol group mm -hmm. trying to debut for the first time. That's basically Idolish 7. It's, <laughs> I mean, it sounds very familiar because it's, like, every other, like, male idol series. Obviously, like, they're all going to have, like, the same origin story. Like, oh, we're a group of such, however many guys coming together and making a group, and our manager is most likely female. Uh, so the girl's not a manager, she's like some random bullshit. She's a composer, like an Utsubri. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, well, I mean, because I feel like a lot of the male idol games are always, or shows are always based off of, like, the games. Yeah. They're always games first, and then they become anime. Because you have Utsupri, you've got Idolish 7... Yeah, B Project, Ensemble Stars. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Like every male idol franchise is just always. It's like the female idol franchises too, because it's like they're always games first, and then they become anime. 
So it's just Idolish 7's turn. Now their name is just Idolish 7. Which I'm like, eh, it's an alright name. Because at least with like Utsupri, like it's called Utsuno Prince-sama. But like the groups like have like legit names. Yeah, it's not like in the title if that makes yeah. any sense. Yeah, it's not like yeah, it's not like it's not like Utsupri is like the title as the title is also like the group name. Can you Instead imagine if their group name was actually Utsupri? <laughs> It was if Starish's group was called Utapri, yeah, I probably would not. I wouldn't be into it as much, honestly. <laughs> so I'm glad that they're like an Utapri, like it's Starish because it's their like initials. But with Idolish Seven, it's just like that's a cool name, and there's seven of us. They're idols, and they're, they're seven. <laughs> they're idolish. They always have to. Ha- it always has to have like ish, Starish, Idolish Seven. I'm sure there's an Ensemble Stars group with the word ish in it. I just can't name one because there's like 500 groups in that <laughs> series. And I know a lot of people draw um, comparisons to Utapri just because like there's seven of them. Like there's seven boys in Starish and there's seven boys in Idolish 7. And they're all represented by colors. Yeah, because usually like Utapri's all- usually, not always, is like the first one that everybody like watches as like their yeah. first idol. Yeah male idol series because mm-hmm. Utapri's like the like godfather like OG for sure I feel like <laughs> mm-hmm. which is also why I feel like it's our favorite like we love it so much but I think Idolish 7 is probably like like second top tier for me like whenever Idolish 7 was announced like the anime I was like I don't think I can like watch it <laughs> just because like I, I like I was so biased with Utapri that I was like, there's nothing better than Utapri. Like, there's no yeah. way that this. <laughs> yeah, can no, be. me too. When I saw it, I was like, that looks a lot like Utapri. But I put it in my queue anyway, and then I didn't watch it when it first premiered. <laughs> I waited like, I don't know, probably a month or two after it like finished to actually sit down and watch it. Just because at that point I was like, oh, it's like it looks too much like Utapri, and then I saw a lot of people comparing it, which don't do that, by the way, guys. Don't compare both of them. Yes, they're similar in terms of like the colors, shit. Except Idolish Seven doesn't have pink. Um, like Utapri has pink, like for show. The pink one in this show is ten, but he ain't even in the Idolish Seven group, <laughs> so it doesn't count. But yeah, like that's the only reason why I never watched it because I was like, there's no way I'm gonna like this. <laughs> <laughs> it's too much like Utapri. <laughs> like, I was being really stubborn. I was like, there's just no yeah. way. And See, especially and I- because, like, a lot of the idol ones just don't do it for me. Like, the other male ones, they're just, yeah, they're like enjoyable and they're fun to watch, but I'm like, eh, it could be better. Yeah, like, it's because I always compare it to, like, I didn't have as much fun watching this show as I did with, like, with Ensemble <laughs> Stars, honestly, yeah. like, I got so bored. I was like, mm-hmm. I would rather be watching Utapri right now for the 500th time. <laughs> but I was very happy when I first watched Idolish 7 because I was like, okay, no, like, I really did really enjoy it. Like, it's not like, god tier like how i put utapri as but it's like it's like one level below which i think is pretty darn good (laughs) i really love this series i think it's great i wish the game had an english uh version because i would totally play it me too i mean based on uh everything that's happening with it it sounds like maybe they might be prepping for an english version but i don't know like that's just stuff in limbo just because um now you can get in trouble for doing translations. It's like, well, why would they do that unless they want to put out official translations? Yeah. So hopefully we do. I mean, I don't have the phone storage for it, but like... <laughs> Me too. I have too many games on my phone already, but I could get rid of something I don't play. 
But yeah, until Idler 7 gets localized in its own English server, um, probably won't be playing it. I'll just stick with watching the show and enjoying all the songs on Spotify <laughs> because you can listen to all the Idler 7, Revale, and Trigger songs, um, mezzo songs too, on Spotify for free. And Zul, which is a and group Zool, that which has is another been. group that has not shown up in the anime, mm -hmm. which probably won't show up until like who knows when. Yeah, probably like season 500. <laughs> so yeah, the story for Idol or 7 is we got a ragtag group of seven boys who all want to be idols, and they get put together in one group called Idol or 7. So uh, you have all the tropes with the boys here. So you've got Riku, whose color is red. He's like, I feel like every every idol boy whose color is red is always like the same kind of like personality. <laughs> They're always, like, really, like, positive and happy all the time, and they're just always like, yeah, let's just do a good job, guys. Like, we can do it. That's basically, that's Riku. He's that's your typical sunshine boy. Yes, typical sunshine boy. He is the sunshine boy of the group. And, um, I love him. He's great. Me too. He's, he's a little cutie. He's fucking adorable. And then he's voiced by one of my faves, which is Ono Kensho. <laughs> I love him. Which, if you guys don't know... He voices Kuroko from Kuroko no Basket, and that's yeah. why I love him. As soon as I heard that Ono Kensho was in this, I was like, why the fuck did none of you bitches tell me that Ono Kensho was, like, the main person for this? <laughs> I would have watched this, like, two years ago, and I actually watched this last year, by the way. So I was, like, very late to the game. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, until someone told me, hey, like, you know Ono Kensho's in this, I was like, what? <laughs> that's all you had to say, man. And then you have uh, Iori, who's like the like no nonsense, like broody kind of character. He's like really quiet. He's like he's like the organized one. He's the one who's always like telling everybody to like cut their shit. He's my personal fave out of like out of uh, Lish Seven group. He's just so well put together. On top of that, that he's just like in high school. I was like, damn, you got your shit yeah. together. At your age, I had. Like, none of my shit together. <laughs> if anything, I was like Tamaki when it came to school. <laughs> so, yeah, um, so yeah, Yori, his color is like the dark blue color. Mm -hmm. And he likes cute things, even though he yeah. doesn't want to admit it. Yes, he's one of those characters that's like, I don't like cute stuff, but he secretly does. Mm -hmm. he, has cute, so cute. he has cute keychains secretly. Yeah, because I think there was like one episode where I think Tamaki had like this cute little keychain. He's just like, oh, that was like a prize for like one of my snacks or something like that. I can't remember how that went down, but he had like this cute keychain and Yori was like, well, I guess if you don't want it, I'll just uh, take it. And I'm like, dude, just admit that you like the cute stuff. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with liking cute things. He's like, I'm just gonna, like, recycle it so it doesn't go to waste. I'm like, oh boy, whatever. No. <laughs> He's got his little secret stash somewhere. If there's anything we learned from last month's pick, is don't be ashamed of what you like. <laughs> so don't be ashamed, Yori. And then you have, well, you already mentioned him, um, Tamaki, who is my favorite. Mm -hmm. Out of he's played by Ken. I love Ken. Anything that Ken is into, I'll probably I will watch it because I really like his voice. I love his voice for Tamaki because Tamaki's like he's a super like total sweetheart. He's like super nice guy. He's just really fucking lazy, which I like. He's that's like I I feel that on like a deep seated level. <laughs> he's super lazy. He doesn't like going to school. Um, but he cares about everybody. Like, he's really observant. Like, he actually really listens to what everybody has to say, even when it sounds like he's not listening. And that really showed in the vibrato episodes, actually. And, uh, 
he's obsessed with King Pudding, which is like a pudding f- mascot. And like, food. <laughs> and food. Like he's always eating it. And then he has a bunch of merch for it. It's really like it's like the cutest thing. He's also in high school, so uh, don't lust after him or Yodi because they are minors. They're children. They're still in high school. So until they're eighteen years old, <laughs> they'll just be our sweet children. Our sweet baby boys. Sweet babies for the time being. But Tamaki is my favorite. I love him so much. He's just, he's a good guy. He's very sweet. And he's basically doing all of this like being an idol stuff um, to find his sister. Mm-hmm. Which is really fucking sweet and adorable. But he's super fucking lazy. I don't know why he's my favorite. He just is. I feel like like I would be like super BFFs. Because we're both really lazy. Because I hate doing things. And I hated going to school. But they're um, the only ones that are in high school. Yeah, Tomoki. Yuri and Tomoki, Um And they go to the same high school and they're in the same class. Which is kind of Which is like funny. Really funny. <laughs> I didn't think they were in the same class until you see it in the Bravado episode. Yeah, because yeah, oh. they're like... Because you know they go to the same school and then it's like... <laughs> <laughs> like I forget who it was probably Mitsuki who's like you guys are in the same class and I was like how the fuck are they in the same class I know cause Yori is like the super smart and like tidy one and then you have Tamaki who I don't even know how he makes it through high school <laughs> I don't either I'm like how are you still like how has he not failed yet I guess he probably puts in the effort last minute <laughs> probably cause even Sogo at one point is like if he's late like if he's late too many times like he's gonna like fail speaking of uh, so the other half of Mezzo. So in Idolish Seven, there's like a group within Idolish Seven. Uh, it's called Mezzo, and that is um, Tamaki and Sogo. So Sogo, his color is purple. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's kind of scary. Like if you push his buttons <laughs> enough, he he will cut a bitch. <laughs> yeah, he'll like fucking kill you. He'll stab you. <laughs> He will find a knife and, like, shank you, probably. But he's also, like, rich. But he doesn't want anybody to know that he's rich. So he kind of, like, keeps that a secret. Yeah, he keeps his whole family stuff a secret, which we do, like, see it in season one, but not really. Yeah. It, like, it's just on it. it's just kind of revealed, like, oh, like, yeah, that group or whatever. Yeah, that's, like, my family, but we're not going to talk about it. And then that's all they say. But Sogo is just pretty much like Iori. He's just, like, super more, like, quiet and, like, keeps to himself and just does what needs to be done. He kind of shares, like, the mom friend role. Between, it's, like, between, like, him, Iori, and Mitsuki. Like, they're the ones that, like, do all the cooking and shit for everybody else. They, like, take care everybody. of everybody else. Yeah. But Sogo also, like, to get drunk as fuck. Yeah, which is kind of hilarious. Which is hilarious. <laughs> but him and Tamaki debut together as a duo called Mezzo. They're in Idolish 7, but they're also in Mezzo. Oh, another thing that Sogo likes is spicy stuff. Like, this oh, dude yeah, like brown his crap in, like... Hot sauce. Yeah. When I, when I was looking for gifts for, like, our Twitter, that uh, one scene where he's, like, drowning his pizza in hot sauce, and you see, like, I think it was Yamato and Iori were like, what the fuck? <laughs> As he's like dumping all that shit. Yeah, they're all, uh, yeah. Every time, like, because even in the vibrato episodes, he's just like dumping so like, much hot. He's like so much shit, and they're like, "Oh my god!" Like, whose food is this? And it's all red. It's like, oh, that's, that's Sogo's because it just has hot sauce in it. Loves his spicy stuff, man. He does. He loves his spicy stuff. And then uh, the other mom member of the group is Mitsuki, who's actually Yori's older brother. 
even though he's shorter than Iori. Um, but Mitsuki's color is orange, and he's the group, the ma the member of the group that's like he's tried a bunch of times to like be an idol, but it just like hasn't worked out for him because people think he's really like mediocre and stuff. Like he doesn't like stand out. He's just have they, like yeah. this energy that he puts out, but that's about it. That's yeah. basically what they say. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of sad. Yeah, like they don't say he, like they they really like just say like, well, you don't really stand out too much. He's just like kind of there. He's like the character, the one that's just like there, I guess. He's your cute boy, though. But he's very cute. Um, he's 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 a good guy. Yeah, he makes he's... their food all the time. He makes the like lunches for like Tamaki and Iori when they go to school. And he always like makes breakfast for everyone. So he's uh he's a good participating member of the group. He's always gotta keeping Nagi in check too with this. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Nagi, uh then we have Nagi who is the yellow color of the group. He is uh, a fucking weeaboo. Like to the max. He loves his cocona, man. He loves his magical cocona. Magical cocona. Um, he talks funny because he's not actually Japanese, and he speaks like eight languages because mm -hmm. he's from some fucking country that doesn't exist in Europe. Because every idol show has to have a foreigner, but he's in the group, and he's obsessed with this one show called Magical Cocona. He always puts in like random English things and says random stuff in English all the time. Even the way that he pronounces. Yeah. <laughs> He says everybody's name all weird. It's cute though. That's it's really cute. cute. <laughs> it says Yamato, <laughs> Mitsuki, <laughs> Iori. He's so cute, He's man. He's super cute. I love Nagi. Nagi's probably like my third favorite out of Idol of Seven. Because I think my top three is like Tamaki, Riku, and then Nagi. Yeah, he's definitely a third favorite for mine too. He's, a, he's just such a fun character. He's super fun. Okay. I love him. Anytime he's on screen, it's always just like chaos. <laughs> <laughs> He's the best. Like, Nagi is just so full of energy. He's, like, not afraid to put himself out there. And he's, like, the handsome one yeah, in the group. Yeah, everybody's always like, wow, you're, like, super handsome. Like, they're all kind of, like, taken by, like, how pretty he is. Which he uses to his advantage. Because he's, like, because he's the foreigner. He's, like, the foreign gentleman kind of, like, guy. So he can kind of, like, get people's attention a little bit more. Because he's, you know, he stands out. He's, like, blonde and has blue eyes. And, like, you know, he can also, like, <laughs> kick your ass too. What you see in the vibrato. Yeah, what you see in the vibrato. I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh man, that was great. <laughs> that was super funny. <laughs> <laughs> that was really funny. Um, <laughs> and then to round out the group, we have Yamato, who is the oldest member of the group because he's like 20-something. Is he like 24 or some shit like that? I cannot remember. I can't remember. He doesn't look old. He's also the one with the glasses because you always have to have a boy with glasses in your group. Yeah, somewhere on there. Somewhere in there. <laughs> um, and his color is green. He's like the very secretive character because we don't know too much about him like there's all these like secrets that go on about him but like he never addresses them he like, just kind of like avoids everything he makes comments about certain things but then like never explains them even when somebody asks and he okay. like it will not reveal why like he doesn't really say why he wants to be an idol he's just like he's just like i'm gonna do it for revenge but then he's like just kidding and i'm like <laughs> i actually wasn't are you doing really it for revenge. It's like, yeah but then why would you say that in the first place if you didn't actually mean it and we still have not been told what that reason is mm -hmm. so yeah but he's also like the actor of the group so he's like the one that's really good at acting so he's always starring in, like, the dramas and stuff. Which, he again, is. he uses his acting skills in one of the vibrato episodes. <laughs> that was hilarious. That was really funny. <laughs> but yeah, that's the group for so Idolish. I would just, like, give you guys... Group. 
give you guys their personalities and stuff, you know, see what you're working with. And the other group we're introduced to in season one is Trigger or Toriga. <laughs> the way they say the names too, I'm just like, you know, they sound better in Japanese than when you say it in English. Like Trigger does not sound as good as Toriga. Yeah, the way they say it is Toriga, like, oh, Toriga, Toriga. Toriga. <laughs> like what the Toriga fuck? And Seven instead of Idolish Seven. Like yeah. <laughs> See, when you just say it in English, doesn't sound as cool. Um, but you have Turiga. They're an already like established like group of idols. It's just, there are three some uh, group. So you have um, Rinosuke, who's like the tall like he's like the sexy one. Everybody thinks is sexy. He's in like all the ads for shit like shampoo, beer. He's in the sexy ads condoms probably i don't know he probably has ads for every probably an ad for everything but um he's for like everything he's for everything he's always shirtless in his commercials and he's always saying like really like provocative <laughs> stuff or he's always like on top of some girl or he's like in the shower with her or some shit and it's always like oh my god like what is this a commercial for this poor boy. He's just like I'm not like this. Yeah, in but real he's like, life. but he's really not like that. <laughs> he's not like the sexy one. And whenever you see him, like, there's always like a girl there, like, hey, like, uh, there's always some girl always just like hanging off of him, telling him like, hey, let's go back to my room and let's like go fuck. <laughs> like basically, that's what all these girls are always yeah. telling him. Like, it's like, so hey, are you funny. busy? Are you busy right now? Uh, let's let's go have sex right now. And he's always like, um, sorry, I'm kind of busy right now. I can't really leave. Like, the they're really thirsty for the poor I know, like, poor, poor guy, like, he's just like... And he's just a sweet, innocent boy he's because just, he's just like, uh... He's always, like, really, like, embarrassed and shy when he, like, sees the ads and stuff. He's like, oh my god, I can't believe I just did that. But he's a good boy. He, he loves his family. And he, he loves his little members of Trigger. Yes, he's. I like him a lot. He's not my favorite though. He's probably really close to like second favorite. And then you have Ten, who Kujo Ten, who is uh, the center of Trigger, and he's a little bitch. I don't like him. He's really annoying. He's, he's a little too mean. He's for such me. an asshole. Like I don't understand. Like even at this point, like in season two, he's still being a fucking asshole. I'm like why? What's the point? Like he has like his moments where you're like, oh, he's not that much of a bad guy, but then like he switches it up and it's just like, oh yeah, that's why you're not my favorite. <laughs> like he's just such a dick. Like I don't get it. He's more of like someone that doesn't really care. He gives no fucks. He'll just say it how it is. But he mostly does that to Riku because, spoilers, they're twins. I mean, you can tell when they stand next to each other, it's like, oh, obviously, like, they're twins, whatever. I mean, their hair is just flipped. Yeah, it's flipped and it's, like, slightly different color. <laughs> Almost like Seven and Sedan and Mystic Messenger, like, same hair colors. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, I'm not gonna be able to get that in my head now. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, but yeah, so... Like, Ten went off and became an idol. Like, he left home and, like, you know, a long time ago. Before he abandoned Riku. his family. Yeah, he basically abandoned his family. He, like, deserted his name. Which is why him and Riku don't have the same, like, surname. Like, there's moments where he does care about Riku, obviously. Like, he still cares about him. But he doesn't really show it too often. Like, he'll always tell him, like, st like don't call me your brother, like, in public. He's just kind of harsh. Yeah, he's very harsh with Riku, and I guess it's because, like, I feel like Ten still feels like 
uh, if, like, Riku gets in trouble, he's gonna still have to, like, take care of it. When, like, it's like, obviously that's not the case. You guys aren't even in the same group, any like, at all. Or the same agency. Like, you don't have to do anything. Oh, man. Their relationship is very complicated. It's very complicated. Like, I just hope he stops being such an asshole. He's just so mean. Like, I can't stand him. Every time he's on screen and Riku's always, like, trying to be nice to him and stuff, he's always got to be, like, a jerk about something. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, he's cool if you like 10, whatever, but uh, I think he's an asshole. Y'all probably understand him way better than we do, because right now he's just... <laughs> right now he's still like an ass and i i don't care for him <laughs> even after watching the vibrato episodes i still don't care for him that much and then we have our third last but not least final member of trigger our favorite both chantal and i love this character he's our favorite mm -hmm. that is gaku yautame uh he's like i mean ryanosuke is like the sexy one but i feel like gaku's like the sexier one tbh <laughs> Please. They call him like the perfect flawless one. He's just like a good guy. He's very handsome. He's good at dancing and singing. Also, he's like the president's son. So whatever, but whatever. He's not like his dad. Also, he is the soba guy. Don't be fooled. I know the soba guy is always like, I'm not Gaku Yautame. We just look similar. <laughs> no, it's him. Because you find out in the vibrato episodes that he says, oh, well, I help out my, my grandpa on my mom's side at his restaurant. I guess he just doesn't want anyone to know. Yeah, that. so that's why whenever he, like, delivers soba and stuff, he's always like, oh, no, I'm not him. It's just, I just look like him. But he has an interesting relationship with Sumugi, who's the, she's the manager for Idol 7. Him and Sumugi got some flirting going on. I don't know, but I ship them. I ship them, too. They're really cute. They're super cute. He's always, like... Um, like really happy to see her whenever they see each other and he's always like really interested in what she has to do or say and he notices when she changes things about herself. It's so, so cute. That means he's interested. Um, so yeah, those are the groups you're introduced to in the first season and the vibrato episodes. Well, you see Ravale in one vibrato episode, but... That's not until season two. We're still learning about them anyway, so we're not going to talk about Ravale. Uh, we love them, by the way, though, if you were wanting to know. And then who else? Well, we have Samugi. Like I said, she's the one who's the manager for Idolish 7. She kind of like is the one like making sure they're doing their jobs and like she's the one who gets them gigs and stuff and like tries to make sure everything's perfect so that way like they come out looking good yeah she does everything for idolish 7 she's kind of like the glue that keeps them together yeah but she's constantly worrying about the boys and like is always constantly thinking of like the best for them and she's the one that notices their qualities and their charms and what makes them them she knows what works for everybody and what they can bring to the table, which is why she fights for them to become a group. And she fights for them to debut. Because her dad is the president of the agency. And her dad is a weird guy. What is it with, like, these agency presidents always being fucking weird? He's a good dude, man. If I mean, he's not, like, completely out there like fucking uh, Saltime. <laughs> yeah, no, Shining Saltime is, like, a whole other level of crazy. Coming down from helicopters, like, flying down buildings, and... <laughs> Doing flips and a bunch of other shit. Whereas Samugi's dad is always just, like... He's more like he's, a playful... He's good more dad. chill. Mm -hmm. And he cares about his daughter a lot. So, you know, if any of the boys make any comments towards her or anything, he's always like, what was that? I'm sorry. Uh, and then we also have Bonri. He's, like, the assistant to, like, the president. He kind of, like, mentors, like, Samugi a little bit, too. But he got some secrets as well. Like, he knows more about the idol world than I think he lets on in terms of, like, who he knows. Yeah, those are, like, the main players in terms of all the characters. 
Um, and in regards to the story, well, again, it's it's the journey of the Idolish Seven group, just becoming like a group and debuting. It's kind of, it kind of remi- well, I I guess like this reminds me of Idol. It's kind of like how like Carol and Tuesday was kind of like that too. Yeah, where, where it's it, like they show you like the struggles of yeah. debuting and how yeah. like it's not that easy. Yeah, and like how you have to like do a bunch of different things just to like get recognized. Then you can debut becoming like actual artists and then debuting like for real and then but like also debuting also means you have to you have to like win a bunch of awards and stuff. So much like Utsupri, where they had to win like the like Utsupri award in season two in Idolish seven they have the Jima award. What a, that's a, what a, I I don't I feel weird saying Jima. <laughs> um, uh, but it is this award that they have to win. It's like a new artist award. So then yeah. they will be like fully recognized as a group. Yeah, it's basically like the fucking uh, the I guess like the Grammys and like the stupid music MTV awards and stuff like that. Yeah. It's all it's, like those g- bullshit award shows that we actually mm-hmm. have. Pretty much. But that's their goal. They have to win um, that award to basically be fully recognized as like a full-fledged idol group. Unlike a lot of other idol shows, I feel like Idolish 7 really shows you like the like massive... Str- I guess Carol and Tuesday, is all, like I said, is also like very comparable to it in terms of like the real life struggles. Mm-hmm. Because not everything goes the way that they want it to. We see them struggle a lot. Yeah. It's not like from point A to point B, they like take a bunch of detours. And they do mention that in Idolish 7, how, you know, it was pretty easy for Trigger because, you know, they got all that money. Then you got Gaku's dad who has like this gigantic business and he knows how to how to work things and he has all these connections. So it was easy for them to debut. Yeah. Because... He got the monies, and then you have someone like Idol 7 where they don't got the money, they don't got the connections, they gotta work their way through the top. And you kind of see them struggle, and you just can't help but root for them, as Sumuki says. Yeah, because, I mean, they're a really good example is when they put on, like, their first concert, and there's, like, nobody there. Only nine people. There's, like, nine people, and... Like they pat, like they show you the struggle of them like passing out all these flyers. It's like all these people like trying to get their attention. Like, hey, we're gonna like put on a concert. Like, there's gonna be a concert. Blah blah blah. And only nine fucking people show up. Yeah, Sumiki is the one that set up the whole concert, and you know she does say that she was a little bit naive into thinking that you know there was gonna be a bunch of people showing up to this. She thought it was gonna be like really easy, but. You can tell that her dad was like, oh, I don't know about this, but he didn't, like, say anything. He just, like, let her do it on her own so she could learn a lesson. Yeah. Which I think is kind of nice. Like, he could have easily just been like, you know, hey, like, no, that's not, like, what's going to really happen. This is, like, reality. Yeah. But she kind of has to experience it herself, especially because she is the one managing Idol or 7, so she's got to go through those struggles too yeah she has, she has out. to like she has to learn how to be a manager by you know, like having these failures happen like it's like real life when you first start like a new job or like you start school or anything like it's not going to like go smoothly every single time like you have to kind of fail or not do so well in something to like overcome it and like you know okay well I know not to do that again like I know not to do it that way again you just have to try and figure out a different way to get it done successfully yeah she gained some experience through all this like after that whole concert 
thing they do like their uh what's it called the street performances that way they can get more people's attention that way and i was like oh that's smart and that is actually iori's idea <laughs> which iori is basically like sumugi's right hand man he's like pretty much healthy managing he's like Idol secretly 7. helping Mm -hmm. He doesn't want anyone to know, which is why they are constantly talking to each other all the time and like kind of giving their opinions and their thoughts like to one another and like bouncing back and forth between like their thoughts and what they think is best and what they should do. So it's really nice because they kind of like balance each other out. And the other thing I like about Eilish 7 that other series doesn't do is we also see like some of their some people like becoming fans of them. And we, like, follow the fans a little bit. You have all Being these, like, fan. different stories of, like, these different fans, like, discovering them and becoming fans of them. So, like, you have this one little girl who, like, really just, like, thinks they're really cool. And um, she kind of, like, is always like, oh, if they're on TV, I'm, like, I'm totally going to watch it. Yeah, and then you have, like, this older girl that's, like, really obsessed with them. She's like, I love her. She's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> Where, like, she hears someone talking about English them, she's like, do y'all want to go? Because this is happening. I was <laughs> like, oh my god. She probably has a lot of friends in the fandom. But I like that. I like that you get to see, like, fans and, like... Because they also, you know, have to, like, defend Idol or 7 when they do fail. Because there's a moment when they do, like, a performance on TV and it doesn't go well at all. It's not a good performance. And, like, people at home are like, you know, that wasn't very good. Or, like, they don't look like they know what they're doing. And, like, the ones that are, like, the, the hardcore fans are like, no, they're trying their best. Like, I know they're really good. Like, I forget who it is. Is it the little girl's mom or, like, her older sister saying, like, they're not very good. Why do you like them? Yeah, it was the mom. She's like, I don't really see it. And she's like, no. Yeah, she's like, like, no, they're really good. <laughs> <laughs> Which made me so sad because that whole concert, the, basically the way that this whole thing uh, started with that concert is because Riku was like gonna have like his asthma attack. Oh yeah, Riku, Riku is sickly. He has um, really bad asthma. He can't breathe. Yeah. after performances like he needs like a like a nebulizer like a mask to be put on if he's like overworked too much like he like legit like can't breathe at all it's really kind of scary yeah <laughs> i don't like it i don't like when he gets his like asthma attacks i'm always like oh my god like, help someone help but yeah that's how it happens because of his asthma attack and eoni notices which then causes like him not to focus where he messes up it ends up messing everyone else up that's kind of how it snowballs down and it's it's so sad. And then poor Iori, like, that was a good lesson for him to learn, though, that he doesn't really always have to be perfect. Like, there's always going to be setbacks. Like, everyone's going to make mistakes. Poor Iori. Like, I felt so bad. Like, we see him crying, and I was like, no, my baby boy. It's because he was so worried for Riku and his, like, health. Because he's like, well, shit, like, what do we do if, like, he really does have an asthma attack? Because they gotta be prepared for that. And the first few episodes, Riku does try to hide it. Because, like, those first few episodes, you see him, like, breathing really hard. And, man, that hurt seeing it, like, again, like, when we were rewatching it. Because mm -hmm. you know, like, his condition. And you're just like, oh, I no. Know. Like, like, you oh see God. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because when you first watch it, you're like, oh, he's just probably out of breath. No, 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 no. No, like, no, like, he's, like, full on, like, he's in pain. He can't breathe. He can't, he can't, he can't, he legitimately cannot breathe. Dude, and when his inhaler gets broken, I'm like, oh, oh fuck. No. <laughs> like, it's, that's, that's, like, the worst thing ever. That's what causes this is, uh, asthma attack. Or almost, because it almost happened. Because he sees his broken inhaler and he's, he's just like, like oh well, my shit. God. 
yeah, oh my god, like it, yeah, it kind of like kickstarts almost. And the reason why that's really important is because Riku is the center for Idolish Seven, so he's always the in the middle, basically moving around, having all this energy, and he has to talk and like he, do this yeah. other stuff. He's the like one who's always going like extra miles for the group because he's always the one that like talks for the group. He like gets the crowd going. He's always the first one to like say something, and he's always front and center in like every dance music video performance mm -hmm. interview everything so like if he's missing or like if something's going on like he's having an asthma attack on stage or something it's gonna be really noticeable we always have to give the sunshine ones like something a fucking traumatic problem or some bullshit the poor baby boy like in the first three episodes he thought that this was gonna be like something that was gonna take him out of the group but then Sumiki's like she told me this was what we could have prepped and like worked around it man but yeah they work around our sweet baby boy's condition. Because he's also, like, very insistent of, like, no, I can keep going, like, don't worry about me, like, it's I'm fine. And Iro does describe this as, like, basically Riku is, like, a bomb. Yeah. Where if he, like, sets off, then that's it for them. And I'm like, oh, that's not good. Nope. Because Eilish 7 would not be Eilish 7 without Riku, especially because um, they do say that he's, like, the one with the energy and, like, he helps everyone, like, smile and stuff and brightens up everyone's day. And he's, so, like, easily recognizable, I feel like. Which is also they, why he's the center, because it's, like, I feel like when people think Idolish 7 in the show, they're, like, oh, they think of Riku, first and foremost. Yeah, and they always, like, every character always says, like, oh, man, you have, like, the best voice out of all of us. Yeah, which is why I feel like in their group songs, he gets a lot of the, like, solo parts, because he has the best voice. Yeah, that set back with the concert, but they bounce back up. Yeah, they bounce back up. Um, they're gonna have a... Well, we haven't talked about this yet. They're gonna have a debut song written by, like, one of the... Okay, so there's this idol in the universe for Idler 7 called Zero. He was, like, the biggest idol ever, and he's, like, gone now. Like, he retired or some shit. No one knows. No one knows where he is. But Nagi is a really big fan of Zero, and he also knows, like, Zero's composer, like, the guy who wrote all the songs. He gets lyrics for one of the songs and stuff, and this is gonna be, like, their debut song. Like, this is gonna be their number one debut single hit. Yeah, basically all the songs that they have are from Zero's composer, which you don't even find out that it was Nagi sending in those songs. Till, like, way later. <laughs> yeah. He basically admits, like, yeah, I'm the one that's been sending the songs to you guys. Because I'm friends with him. Yeah, but he doesn't even know where the composer went because he basically, like, left the songs and just left. Yeah. I think Nagi was saying how the composer was, like, not doing so well either, like, health-wise, so he's a little bit worried. But they're gonna have their big debut song. It's like a summer song, and the song gets stolen, and it gets put in the hands of Rival Studio or Rival Agency for Trigger. They record their own version, and that version of the song comes out literally like five seconds before <laughs> Idolish 7 is gonna start singing their version of like the song at like yeah. an outdoor concert and as soon as they hear there's a trigger version everyone's like holy shit they all look at the screen because it comes with a music video like everyone that was in the crowd watching them like perform this they were like wait what's going on like this is a little fishy i'm like oh no like i, I can't watch that part man me too Every like when i rewatched it i was like <laughs> secondhand embarrassment right there i was like oh no uh, i hated that like they had like obviously no fault 
and that technically this is all Gaku's dad's fault. Yeah. Had he not pressured the poor composer guy, this none of this bullshit would have happened. Yeah. But also that guy didn't have to go to Idol Seven's agency and break in and steal the shit. But eventually Trigger does find out that the song was stolen from Idol Seven and they feel really bad mm-hmm. once they know it's stolen. I'm like Because no. it becomes it becomes a really big hit for Trigger. Mm-hmm. But they feel bad because after they know that it's stolen well, it's like, it's not it. really, yeah, it's like not really our song. It was their song first and we stole it from them. That would have been their big debut song. Well, I feel like that's another reason why they only make Tamaki and Sogo debut first as Mezzo. They feel like Idolish 7 as a group isn't ready to debut, so they make Tamaki and Sogo debut. Because they're like the most like popular Do out, of the, out group. of the group. Statistically and like based off of like, you know, what all the fans are saying and stuff. And it doesn't help that Gaku's dad was like hunting them down and like being like, hey, I'll get you guys your debut if you guys come with me, blah blah blah, because he's trying to like destroy Idolish 7. Like, what a fucking asshole. <laughs> I mean, when whenever you got rivals coming in, the yeah, the other agency always has to be run by like some asshole who always has to be somebody's dad. I'm looking also at you, Utapri. <laughs> God damn it! That's always how it is. At least with Utapri. At least with Utapri and Idol Seven. But yeah, the dad's a fucking asshole, yeah. and like even Sumugi's dad knows how he's gonna work, and it's also the reason why he ends up putting Mezzo out for debut yeah. because he's like, well, if he sees potential and if you guys don't take his offer, he's going to destroy you to the ground where you cannot, like, be an idol anymore. So he, like, does it also to protect them. Even though, like, they're all kind of like, well, that's not fair. Like, we wanted to debut as a group as Idol 7. But then they also tell Tomoki and Soko, yeah, but you guys can, like, pave the way for our group to become a group. And while so that's happening, good. Yamato's also getting offers for acting. You get to see him be in a drama series where he gets killed and even him he's like super stubborn he's just like no i don't want to do it like acting's not my thing i'm terrible and he's not he's like he's like really good (laughs) he's like really really good and he's being super secretive which i don't know how i missed this the whole entire like season when i first watched it and the second time i'm like oh man like they're really like foreshadowing and dropping a lot of hints regarding yamato and his past you just have to really look for it. They mentioned it throughout the whole entire season. And I was like, how did I not notice that my first time around? Like, it just flew past by me. Like, went through one ear and out the other. Yeah, like, he knows more people than he says he knows. Because even Nagi, when he's doing the, uh, when Yamato's doing, like, one of the dramas, he's like, wait, that expression looks familiar. And I was like, oh, shit. Because <laughs> they're yeah. basically hinting, like, a lot that Yamato has ties with like the acting industry like with his parents yeah like he's the son of like some somebody who was famous or something like yeah and they do mention like like, people who were recognizable in the acting world so it's like 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 yamato probably like isn't his actual real name like he could probably like be like He's somebody's kid, and mm-hmm. he maybe he was like a child actor or something. I don't know. This is much all speculation, but something happened in his past to where he's probably like changed his name and is trying to like distance himself from that world, but he kind of can't 
because I mean to be an idol you kind of have to like do everything so he kind of has to like might like well might as well maybe they won't recognize me or something you know but yeah when Nagi does mention that because Nagi's really familiar with a bunch of stuff because does he say his mom was like a fan of like the Japanese acting world and shit like that yeah so like he's familiar that's why he recognizes like like you said that expression or whatever like Mm -hmm. that looks familiar I remember seeing that in my mom's collection or something like he reminds me of somebody some old actor guy or something it was during the camping episode when they mentioned this yeah and they do drop a name for a guy and Samuki's like, oh, it was so romantic that, you know, he fell in love with, like, this girl and blah, blah, Like, I can't remember, like, the full story about it. And Yamato's listening to the whole thing and he makes no comment. And he's acting kind of like, I don't know, I don't know how to explain it. But, like, if you're really looking at him while, like, Nagi and Samuki are, like, going back and forth, like, excitedly talking about this. But, like, he doesn't, like, really make a comment. I'm like, okay, that's a little... Like it's a little sus. <laughs> yeah. And they make comments like that throughout the whole entire series. They drop so many hints of like his past and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean that's all speculation. That could be like his backstory. He's the son of some mm-hmm. somebody or maybe he used to be some famous actor and then like i don't know because this is what i think based on the clues that they like dropped in season one it's basically the whole thing with revenge i think he wants to give revenge to his dad because because remember when those articles were floating around like towards the end of idolish 7 were like these rumors start going around about the boys they start digging up dirt thanks to again Kaku's dad because he's trying to ruin idolish 7 there was like something written about Yamato saying that he was like the illegitimate son of like some actor or whatever and he like tries to deny he's like no 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 that's lies I'm like but is it really because it also ties into what Sumugi was saying earlier and I'm like okay so that probably means he probably took like his mom's last name like he is the illegitimate son of that actor mm-hmm. and he probably like for whatever reason the dad like just completely denied Yamato and his mom for whatever reason it was we don't know exactly what that reason is but he's like shunned them so now he Pretend has to like get they back. don't exist he's not allowed to be like around them and stuff like that obviously from what i can tell also it's like he i think those glasses are also for show (laughs) yeah i feel like he doesn't actually need them but also you need a glasses character so Mm -hmm. because no one's seen him without his glasses yeah nagi in season two also asked him like hey take them off for a second he's like why like dude why do you gotta like yeah it's a little it's a little suspect like why don't you just take them off because yeah. maybe he looks way too much like his dad. Yeah. Without I think them he just on. Doesn't, I think he just doesn't want to be, like, connected to his dad in that way either. And then, like, obviously his dad probably doesn't want any connections with him. So that's probably, like, an agreement, maybe. Yeah. Who knows? Or maybe his dad doesn't even know. Mm-hmm. Who knows? He but... exists. Like, maybe he wouldn't know him if he recognized him. You know what I mean? Like, maybe the dad left as soon as he realized, oh, shit, I got this girl pregnant. Yeah, because it sounds like Bye. the dad knows about, based on that article with the rumors, that the dad does know about him, but yeah. he kind of shunned him for whatever reason. Reasons we do not know, and maybe we'll find out in season two, I'm hoping, whenever it's back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that is what I think, is that he just wants revenge on his dad, and that's why he was so like, no, nah, I don't want anything to do with the acting business, and I want to stay away. And it's also why he's so good at it, because of his father. It's just like a natural thing. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It probably runs in the family. Well, and that's also probably a reason why he's like, I don't like celebrities. I don't like mm-hmm. how they treat other people. I just, like, he he really does not like the celebrity life slash stigma. So that's what we think. 
Well, I think anyway. <laughs> you know, I think that's a pretty legitimate uh, argument. I think that's probably what it is. Like, based off of the evidence you've given, I think that's probably what the what the story is going to turn out to be. Like, I promise y'all, like, if y'all rewatch this series and you look for it, like, they're there. The hints are there. Yeah. Again, when they mention all those articles with the rumors of, like, everybody and they're digging up so much dirt and, like, twisting everyone's words. <sighs> that was a sad episode, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was a whole disaster, man, between Idolish 7. Like, they weren't even, like, connected as a group anymore. They just weren't in sync. Which was sad. And, like, I, like that girl, again, she, like, notices, she's like, mm, why do they seem kind of off? And it's because of all these stupid rumors. And, like, they don't even, like, confront each other or talk about it because they're so busy at that point. It, once you get to that episode, they have, like, all these jobs and they don't even see each other. And Nagi is getting sad because he's like, we don't see each other anymore. We don't talk about anything like we used to. And we used to hang out, like, here in the living area and now it's different oh my that's so sad like they kind of lost their way they kind of just like go through the daily motions of everything but they're not really like enjoying what they're doing to the point where sumugi's dad's just like you know what you guys are disbanded which brings us to like another big thing in terms of like what goes on in the story because my boy tamaki man man they gotta just fuck with him the whole time when these rumors and stuff happen they learn that tamaki is like separated from his like sister he has yeah. a younger sister and they were like basically like orphans living in like a like an orphanage basically and they got separated so his sister is being raised by like other people and he hasn't seen her in like i don't even know how long and he's basically trying to find her and he can't find her just because of the people who adopted her like ran away basically because they were trying to run away from like some i think debt or something i don't know exactly some bullshit thing like that some rich people thing, basically. Yeah, and so people take advantage of that because they want to be famous because they think he's going to, like, give them money and pay them a bunch of money just because he's, like, a, an idol and stuff. Which is sad. Which and Sogo does mention, like, before everything happens, he's like, are you sure you want to mention that this is why you're, you want to be an idol? To look for your sister because, like, Sogo knew that they were going to twist it and, like, make a whole shit show out of this eventually, and that's basically what happens. The articles were even saying that he wasn't, like, being for real about the whole sister thing. That was just some made-up story. And I'm like, no! <laughs> he does have a sister and he does want to look for her. Like, these rumors are so bullshit, man. And that stupid TV show that he agreed to do. Yeah, that was a bad decision on his part. But I also understand mm -hmm. why he agreed to it because he's really... He's desperate, like, all the time, like, every time somebody tries to, like, help him, he always finds out that it's, like, for malicious reasons, because they just, they just want money, like I said, they want money out of him, and once, like, he basically, like, is like, well, I can't, I'm not gonna give you money, like, just... Money or fame, that's basically all they want. Then, you know, everything always, like, falls apart, to the point where they're like, oh, we have your dad here. He doesn't give a shit about the dad, and the dad doesn't really care about them at all. Yeah, which is why they're basically orphans, technically, like, they're technically not, because the dad's still alive. The dad wanted nothing to yeah. do with them. I mean, Tomki doesn't want anything to do with the dad at this point either, so. But the fact that this bullshit of a dad showed up at the TV station just to, like, I'm sure he wanted money, like you said, and then also to, like, be famous. Well, like, yeah, because oh. it's like, well, yeah, it's one of those things where, like, once the parent kind of learns, like, oh, my child is famous, oh, I wanted to have everything to do with them, like, oh, I'm so sorry, I've been looking for you this whole time, son, and it's just like, no, you haven't, like, you just... You want to take advantage of him because he has money and you're probably struggling yourself to make money right now. Like, why you gotta do that to my boy? <laughs> <laughs> He's just a sweet 
guy. Like he just like he just legit wants to find his sister. That's really like the only reason, you know? Like and they gotta fuck with him. My boy just wants to find his sister and eat fucking pudding all the time. Like that like is that so hard to ask? So hard to do? <laughs> Apparently. That part always makes me very sad. I don't like watching that episode when he goes on that show. In in terms of the show, canon canon wise, like he's like the most popular. Him and Silver are like they're the like, popular ones. They're like the popular ones. We did see all those Prince of the Anime Expo, and I was like, holy shit. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like the group or other boys. It was literally just. It was Sogo mostly and just Sogo and Tamaki a lot of the time. That was wild seeing all that man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like out of all the stuff that was like Idol or Seven related, there was a lot of just Sogo and Tamaki. Which, I'm not complaining yeah. or anything, it's just like, dang. Y'all really ship these two. Yeah, like, people yeah, really yeah. ship them, I think. And it, I mean, you know, I can see why. They have a lot of scenes together in the anime, especially when they're, like, peeling potatoes and stuff, and Sogo mm -hmm. is fucking crazy. Yeah. Tomoki's like, oh my god, like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to insult you. Then Sogo's, like, always taking care of Tomoki, yeah. getting him to do, like everything to the point where this poor baby boy gets overworked and he finds out that the reason why they didn't get their show that they were supposed to in this season was thanks to his dad because he's one of the uh sponsors yeah which is another bullshit thing that happens it's always the dads causing trouble basically basically this show is just like all the dads in this show except for samui's dad are shit basically everybody's got daddy issues <laughs> Basically. Pretty much this whole season was just basically kind of developing Idler 7 and like a lot of character development for some of the boys. Yeah, it's really not until you get to like the vibrato episodes that you kind of see more like their like daily... Shenanigans. Shenanigans, daily life. Because the vibrato episodes, you get like two episodes focusing on Trigger and how they came to be a group. Yeah, like... how they became a group. Which was really interesting. I really liked those episodes a lot. And then Ryu has his Okinawa dialect. I know. <laughs> so cute. Because there's like this moment where he's just like, uh, how do I say this in traditional Japanese? Yeah, how do I say this? Like, <laughs> but yeah, it's just basically them getting to know each other and stuff, which is really, really cute. And to see that like they're also like they're also a group that cares about each other. It's just mm -hmm. you know they they kind of do it in a different way. They express yeah. themselves differently. But like you know, they're all all three of them are there for the for the group and for each other. Like even Ten, even though he's a fucking asshole, he cares about the yeah. group. And then we do get to see Rivale for two seconds and two then that's seconds, it. yeah. Which when I saw that I was like, oh my god. So we were kind of introduced to Rivale before. Because they do make really... an appearance in season one, but you just see a glimpse yeah. and then that's it. Yeah, you don't really like <laughs> they don't have like any interaction. Like they drop their, their name like here and there, but then that's yeah. it. And uh like the next episodes for Vibrato is basically focusing on like what happened between Yamato Nagi and Tamaki when they relate to the concert because it's funny because like when you first watch the first season uh, Tamaki's like oh this and this happened and you're like what the fuck yeah you're like okay yeah sure but then you see it and you're like oh shit that actually like, did it happen really did happen <laughs> those episodes were <laughs> wild those were those were crazy yeah I know like Nagi like being mistaken for like a, a guy with a bomb. Like, he's supposed to be, like, the guy that drops it off. And then, like, Tamaki actually, like, picks up the actual bomb. But also, like, Nagi knows how to, like, fight, like, hand-to-hand -hand combat. And, like, mm -hmm. he knows how to, like, wield a gun and shit. Like, I was just, like... I did not expect that to happen 
in uh, mm-hmm. Idolish 7. And even like the people that were doing all the shit were like, oh, you're that guy, you're that like... That guy we've heard about. And then they never like say anything. So even Nagi has like crazy backstory. Yeah, he has his secrets. And then like the next few episodes are basically just um, Idolish 7 hanging out with each other and it's cute. And then the last few episodes basically focus on Trigger trying to sing the song that they stole. Which was really hard to kind of watch, honestly. Yeah, that was really hard, because, like, you know, Idler 7, they can't do anything about it. Like, what's done is done. But they can't just let the song go to waste either. Like, it's a, a tough situation to be in. But in the end, everyone gets a happy ending, and they sing it together. Like, I know, which... Well, yeah, I know, I know, and then Evan, I was like, again? They're like, let's sing it again. You're I'm like, oh again? my lord. And then, and then they're like, we're going to sing it a third time, but together. I was like, okay, if you guys are going to sing the song, you got, you should sing it together. So when that happened, I was like, okay, they're going to sing it together. But then I'm like, okay, it was like the third time you've sung it. Like, y'all have other songs. Like, yeah, I'm like, so you're only going to sing that song three times and that's it? That's the whole performance? <laughs> That's it. Because I was like, I was like, dude, if I was there, I'd be kind of pissed. I'd be like, really? You're going to sing this song again? <laughs> I'd never want to hear that song ever again. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't come to this concert just to hear one song <laughs> from from each group. Right? I thought they'd get, like, a set each, like, a set list, like, a couple, three or four songs, maybe. But nope, they just get one song. <laughs> one song. Like, okay, now you love that song? Okay, you can hear Idolish 7's version. <laughs> Go! And then they start singing again, like, oh my god. And it's like, alright, let's sing it one more time! And they sing it together, I'm like, oh my god. But at least in the vibrato, like, in the end, when it's, like, showing the credits and stuff, it looks like they're all having fun with each other. Even Ten is having fun with Riku, so... I know, it's so cute. I do like that at the end of season one, they're, like, a lot more closer together. Yeah. They're not just, like, well, they are rivals, but they also have, like, this nice little friendship together, which is cute. Which hopefully, like, you know, by the end of, like, the actual series, like, they'll be fine with, like, you know, saying, like, that's my brother, instead of, like, oh, I have to call you (laughs) Kujo-san, instead of Tenny. Because I love when he calls him Tenny, it's so cute. I know, it's so cute. Just let him fucking call you that bitch. I guess to, like, move on, the end of season one, they, you know, and at the end of Vibrato, like, you know, they're established as an idol group. Which, it doesn't really take them that long, like, to see, like, the whole process. Like, you would think it would take from, like, the first episode all the way to, like, the very last episode where they debut. Like, no, they don't drag it out. Well, they make their own little web show, which is really cute. I like the little web show. It's so cute. Because they're, like... It's all, like, a big disaster, but it's, like, so much fun to watch, though. Yeah, like, that would be a YouTube I would totally watch. <laughs> I know. Like, I'm glad that they're doing those little YouTube videos now. Yeah. The rabbit tube, those are so cute. I haven't seen all of them. I've only seen the Eody one because, like, yeah, Eody's my fave. Because <laughs> I know they release them on for their birthdays. But yeah, I don't know if you've seen them. Have you seen them? They're cute. No, I haven't seen them. <laughs> You'll have to link me. <laughs> I will, because they're, like, really, really cute. Because, like, from what I remember with Eodis, it's, like, him doing, like, these little random challenges. And then, like, he does, like, that, that stupid, like, viral video where, they, like, they have to stick your hand in the box and see try to figure out what it is. Oh, man. I don't like that stuff. I wouldn't want to touch something I don't want to touch. <laughs> Can we talk about the OP and the ED for the first season? Because I love them. Me too. I like how it changes when the like the whole thing with the rumors going around, all that dirt. But I do like that the OP changes and they're all like sad. And I'm like, what the fuck, man? Like, <laughs> and I like I like that it's like one. It's like the music video mm-hmm. for that song. Like that's why it's those like weird 3D persona models. <laughs> that's what I like to call them. They look like persona. 
Persona. <laughs> <laughs> if you know what I mean, you know how like Persona characters like they're like three D but also two D and they like move a certain way. That's how I like equate it. But I like it and I like the song. I like the song a lot. I love the costumes. They're so nice. Like it's just basically them dancing at the airport. Which I'm like, okay, did they hire this airport? Like, did they like did they even close the guy like? I know. I love that. Down. I love that guy. I'm like, that's me. That's me dancing. That's like how I dance every time I listen to it. And There's like this it. random little guy, like with the where he's like trying to signal the plane to come in. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, why is that guy there? Like that is like the most randomest thing ever. The but. one lucky guy that like got to work that day, like while they're filming this video. Because my thing is like. D- so did they close this entire airport and like make it stop running for a full day to shoot? Like how did that did that Im- that had to have impacted the economy? <laughs> it was a good OP though. It's a good OP. I love that song a lot. It is such a fun happy song. I mean besides that one episode where it like goes sad. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> it's a good OP. I really like it. And I like the ending to the trigger song. Mm-hmm. Um, Heavenly Visitor, that one's good. That one's good, and I do like that they insert the mezzo song in there too. Like when it's basically the mezzo centered episode. Yeah, yeah, that one's a good one too. All- then you get like these really pretty visuals of both Tamaki and Sogo. Yeah, all the songs in Idolish Seven are really good. They're really good. I've I think I haven't listened to all of like Idolish Seven's like as in like their group, but I've listened to most of the Trigger songs because I think they're the better one in my opinion. <laughs> I like their songs a little, just a teensy bit better. And then I did listen to uh, Rival, Rivale, however the fuck you pronounce it. Rivale. 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 Yeah, I like their songs too. Again, you can listen to all the songs on Spotify. I think we can get to the questions now, because we have Ooh. questions this time. Yay! So, Chantal, go ahead and read the questions and we'll answer them okay the first one that pops up is dylan so we're gonna go with dylan. <laughs> oh man <laughs> oh god this question <laughs> made me laugh. I, don't, I know me too thank you dylan <laughs> dude i was cooking when i saw his questions pop up and i was just like what's happening right now <laughs> but he has several questions so we'll go with the first one I'll just take each question at a time <laughs> mm-hmm. if you dump putting down the drain how scared would you be? Pretty scared because I'm pretty sure that would clog the drain. I would be screaming my head off because, like, that's a waste of pudding, man. Yeah, like, Tomoki would probably come busting through my door. True. And be but like, what the fuck? But also, I don't want to clog the drain, so I wouldn't do it. I'd much rather just eat it. Because the pudding basically looks like it's basically flan. Yeah, Japanese so. pudding like that always just looks like flan, so it's just like, okay. Based on the ingredients that they use, it's basically the same thing. Yeah, it's the same shit. Yeah. The next one is, how many pudding cups can you eat in one sitting? Probably only a couple. Honestly, I feel like I would get, I'd feel a little sick after eating like one or two. For me, I mean, I could eat a whole plate of flan to myself, like a big ass plate. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) So I could probably keep going. Okay, if it's like a plate of flan, I probably would like eat like half of it. I can eat the whole entire serving, man. But if like, it's like a little jar, like the little jars that Tamaki eats out of like the little glass jars, I probably could eat like a couple of those. And probably like eat 10 just like as much as Tamaki eats, man. 
I don't know. I pro I wouldn't want to like eat too much because then I would just feel sick. <laughs> I love flan, and if it's, it's basically like I said, same ingredients, so I'm pretty sure I would like pudding. I like flan, but honestly, out of like Mexican dessert and stuff, I would much rather eat a whole tres leches cake. <laughs> Oh man, tres leches I, is not my favorite. No, I fucking love tres leches. I know a lot of people don't like it, but I fucking love it. I don't know why. I like that it's really moist. I really like when cake is like that. So bring it on, man. Bring me the cake. Bring me the tres leches cake. Like, that shit's so good. Because I swear to God, like, every party that I have or, like, my family has, it's always fucking tres leches. And that's probably why. That's probably why you don't <laughs> like it. In terms of, like, the pudding, I don't know. Maybe if, like, Tamaki gave me one and was like, here, eat this with me, I would eat it. But I wouldn't what go out of my to... way to eat it. What if he told me to eat ten of them with him? Um, I'd be like, you know <laughs> what? You can just have the rest. I don't think I'm going to eat ten. Oh man, Tamaki would have to fight me for the like pudding, honestly. Competition. <laughs> We'd be fighting, man. That's what's gonna happen between me and Tamaki. <laughs> Let's see. The next one that he has for us is Do you think King Pudding sits on a throne or a pudding cup? Tamaki's bed. <laughs> His little plushy thing. So I say neither. Hmm, I say a pudding cup, because I mean, it could, the pudding cup can easily become a throne too, you know? Yeah, you just make a throne out of it. Or he would just like sit inside of it. And then the last one he has for us is if Tamaki called you pudding, would you be scared of him eating you or <laughs> excited? Uh, I would be excited. Uh, well, can I eat myself <laughs> before he eats me? <laughs> okay, if he was of age 18 years old, because he's 17, again, just to reiterate, he's not an adult. If aged up, if he was 18 or older, and he called me Pudding, I would be very excited. Because that means he's going to eat me, but I would assume in a, not like an actual eating way. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> so I wouldn't be scared. I would be excited. I would be scared because I'll be like, uh, I would rather eat myself. <laughs> Like, if I'm made of pudding. I mean, if I was actually made of pudding, then yes, I would be scared because he's going to mm -hmm. eat me. Like, actually eat me because I'm made out of pudding. But I think it's a cute nickname. It is a cute nickname. I feel like he would. He would, if he, yeah, he, he would totally his call his significant other pudding, most likely, because it's something he likes. Well, thank you for those questions, Dylan. Yes, <laughs> those made you. me, like, crack up so hard when I saw them. I was I like, oh my god, what the fuck? <laughs> what are these questions? Let's see, the next one that I see is from Shanna, and she says, she has several, which... Because we'll if you guys know, Shanna, who's our Twitter friend... Uh, she loves Idol of Seven. Mm -hmm. So when she found out we were doing Idol of Seven, I know she was like probably thinking up like a million questions to ask. Okay, anyways, <laughs> read the questions. Let's go. All Thank right. you for your questions, Shanna. <laughs> Which character do you feel is the most underrated? Mitsuki. No, Nagi, because of all the shit that we saw at AX that was like all his merch. Yeah, you know what? I agree. <laughs> Nagi. Yeah, there was, I was so, so much. Surprised. There was so much Nagi stuff, like still there. Like, like all in the, the there bins. was literally like no other boys except for Nagi. All his merch was like there. It was I've never seen so much yellow in my life. TV. I know. I'm like, oh my god, y'all are and sleeping like, on Nagi. But I think that's when we really realized just like that not a lot of people really like Nagi, or maybe he's just not like their number one fate, which makes me sad because he's he's such a good boy. But he's like, he's the fucking... <laughs> he's the comic relief. I love him. I know, I love him too. He's so... Like, he's such a good character. Like, I man. always just love, like, hearing what he has to say in the show. Like... Mm -hmm. 
I feel like Nagi's an underrated character, and then I feel like, honestly, I feel like Samuki's an underrated character. Yeah, because a lot of people, like, I haven't seen it, but from what I've been seeing, based on the last episode, people like to, like, bring her down for whatever reason, but I'm like, she's such a good protagonist. She helps out the boy. She knows, like, their charms. She knows, like, she, what makes them so special. She's really observant, and she takes all those observations and, like, comes up with ideas on how to, like, sell the group with their qualities. Yeah. And she's really smart. Like, this is her first, like, she's, you know, she's very relatable. This is her first ever job. Like, she just graduated from, like, college, and, like, this is her first job. Yeah, and Eody does best. train her that her stage direction is really good, too. Like, it's impressive, so... Yeah, she's a good character. She literally told the boys to shut the fuck up and get in the car when they were all arguing. Yep. She's not afraid to, like, get serious with them. I'm trying to think who else is, like, underrated in this show, like... I feel like Mitsuki would be, like, we yeah. see that in the show yeah. a lot, because, like, when they were, like, ranking the characters or whatever with the website... Oh, yeah, he's, like, They noticed that he's, like, the lowest one. I'm like, that makes me kind of sad, though. I know, I'm like, what, like... Why do you guys have to, like, do it like, a popularity thing like that? Like, someone has to be at the bottom. Yeah, because they were saying how Yamato and Nagi were, like, neck and neck, but then you have, like, Ritsuki, like, at the bottom. Like, no, I don't like that. I know. But in real life, I don't know. Because I feel like there's a lot of Mitsuki stands. It's because he's small and cute. He is very cute, and though. And people like his seiyuu. I feel like maybe Iori might be. Just because I don't really see a lot of people talk about him, but I could be mm -hmm. totally wrong, because... Like, for me personally, I'm not, like, way deep into the Idolish 7 fandom, so I have no idea. I'm not either, so I, yeah, I'm gonna go with those three characters. Moving on to the next one, which is, are there any characters you like more after watching Vibrato than you did at the end of season one? Hmm. I guess Ryanosuke. Yeah, they gave him a lot more, they gave like... gave him a lot more, like, backstory and, like... More time more, to shine. We got more time with him, Yeah. Like, I always thought he was cool, you know, like, in season one. Because I'm like, oh, yeah, he's a nice guy. But now that, like, we kind of know the reason why he's, like, doing everything, I'm like, you know, I appreciate that. I, I support that. You were able to get to know him a little bit better in the vibrato. Yeah. Nagi especially also. Duh. Mm -hmm. That shit was hilarious. But I already liked him. Yeah, Tamaki, we already liked Nagi. <laughs> Tamaki, too, though. Like, they're just cemented. Because, like, he's just, he's so silly, too. Like, he's always like, oh, like, when he's chilling there with, like, the bomb on his back and he's just like, can I move <laughs> now? Like, can I, like, do something? And he's like, maybe. Maybe, maybe people will be happy if I do a backflip. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, I like lost it. I was like laughing so hard. They were like, oh my god. Especially when he got the uh, Kokona. Yeah. Fleshy. Yeah. That was see, so cute. Like I said earlier, like you can tell Tamaki really um, observes like what everybody says. He really does care about he everybody. He really cares about everybody because he even mentions to Iori's like, he's like, yeah, but Nagi's always like really worried about everything. He always just wanted, he just wanted us to like hang out. So I think we should get him this toy. Make him happy. To I'm make like, him Aww. not sad anymore. And I'm like, oh my God, that's so nice of you, Tamaki. That's so sweet. Like, he spent all his money. He spent all his money trying to get that fucking toy. <laughs> He's yeah, it made me appreciate Tamaki a lot more, for sure. All right. Yeah. And the last question that she's got is, what are you expecting from season two? Um, um, sadness. A lot of the people that played the game have hinted that this is going to be really, really sad. I know. So I'm already expecting that, because we know quite a few people who play the game. 
So they're always mm-hmm. like, oh, you anime pe- only people are in for a, a treat. And I'm just, it's just like, oh, wow. I get, you know, yeah. bring out the waterworks. But also just like from, because we got the first episode like months and months ago. With the things happening in the first episode, like the changes they've made and stuff, I'm already expecting some bullshit to go down <laughs> <laughs> regarding that. And then, you know, Riku, spoilers, Riku gets a massive asthma attack in one of these uh season two episodes which was really um very hard to watch it was i was like oh my god like like please you need to take the fucking shit like put that shit on your face riku he was willing to risk his health and i'm like no no. don't do it honey stop honey like (laughs) please baby riku put that shit on your face and just like let them let them take care of you (laughs) Like Chotomate, man. Yeah, like Chotomate. Oh my god. Choto a minute, Riku. Like, please. Mate. Wait, stop. Oh man, but they're definitely gonna focus a lot on Riku from what I can tell. I know. I'm not ready for that because I feel like I'm gonna cry. I know. Some bullshit's gonna happen. It's gonna make me upset. Then Iori's gonna be the center. So how is that gonna go? Like I don't with... fucking know, man. <laughs> and then I'm hoping we get to see more of Rivali because we just saw him uh, for that one episode. <laughs> I know, and I really liked them a lot. I know, me too. So I have a feeling we'll probably get to know more of Rivali. We'll probably know more of Yamato's backstory. Like. I- at this point, even, I feel like we do know. Because even then, like, Yuki kind of mentioned something about it. Yeah, and then I feel like we'll finally find out more about Bandri, just because yeah. of the way that they foreshadowed stuff in the first episode. And uh, I unfortunately have seen some images regarding Bandri and Yuki. Uh, I will not say what those are here, but I have seen things. And I'm like, well, fuck me, man. <laughs> Because I swear to God, after I posted my first video of me talking about Idolish 7 for the second season, that's when they start showing up like all these <laughs> screenshots and spoilers of what's going to happen in season 2. I was like, God fucking damn it. <laughs> Can't escape spoilers. True. <laughs> we'll definitely get to explore more of Ten and Kujo's stuff from what it looks like based on the second episode. Because like, why the fuck would you introduce Kujo? And then towards like the very last second of the last episode of season one. Like we don't see him, but uh, Ten mentions him. He's like, why are you here? Since season one also ended with Tamaki's sister. Yeah. I feel like we'll get to that in season two. Yeah, because even like, yeah, when they show her, she's like, she's like, oh, my brother? Yeah, because like, why show that towards the end if you're not going to focus that in the next season? Yeah. That's where I think we'll focus that with season two. Me too. Sad, sadness all around. And then our last question comes from Allison, which she says, who is cooler, Momo or Yuki? I I think they're both cool. (laughs) I'm going to go with Momo because I would die for the sweet baby peach boy. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, Yuki, I'm more geared towards Yuki. He's got the long silvery hair, man. That's one of my, like, weaknesses. <laughs> if you guys don't already know Mia, then you know that's, that's, my, that's her biggest weakness. That's one of my weaknesses. One of my biggest weaknesses. They have long silvery hair. I'm gonna like them. <laughs> <laughs> I like both of them, but in terms of, like, cooler, like, a cooler, more chill attitude, Yuki's got a, like, more chill attitude. Also, that moment between him and Tamaki in the episode... 
in season two. Oh my god, that was the best. But Momo's really cute. He's so cute. I did not expect for me to really like him as much as I do, but man, he's he's running for one of my faves, like my top faves. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all of our questions, you guys. Yay. So thank you. Yes, thank for... you for asking questions, guys. Mm-hmm. Those are some fun questions to answer. They were, they were really good <laughs> questions. <laughs> I guess that's all we have to say about Idolish 7. I wish we could play the game, but we I cannot... would much rather play it um, if it was uh, localized in English. Me too. So hopefully, maybe eventually we'll get it. But I mean, maybe since you know the entire song list of like all the groups are up on Spotify. Yeah, and now that the vibrato episodes are free, so here's to hoping. And um, the music's really good. The music videos are really good. The costumes are really good. Everything about Idol Seven is really good. I really yeah. enjoy it. Again, it's probably my second favorite Idol series. Or male idol series after Utapri. Yeah, it's definitely coming close to Utapri for me, man. <laughs> but yeah, you I guys. Mean, we bought their photo books for fuck's sake. Now I want to go back on Amiyami and see if like the Yuki one is still available for me to order. Because if it is, I'm going to buy it. They're not. They're not? <laughs> no. God damn it. Okay, I'm going to look on Mandrake. Same. Because I want my, I want Momos, and I also want Iori's. Because I have Gaku and I have Tamagi, so I would like to get Yuki's. I should have gotten Riku's and Iori, but I was like, no, I'll just get- I should have gotten Riku's too, god damn it. I'll just stick with my trigger boys, which I only got um, Ryu and Gaku, if you guys want to see that video. Yes. And me video too. Yeah, we made unboxing videos. <laughs> which we both got Gaku, so. Yeah, we did. <laughs> And they come with big posters. Big, sexy posters, Which man. I have not put up yet, honestly. I have them. I'm literally looking at them right now as I'm <laughs> recording <laughs> this. Um, but yeah, so we have to see um, if anywhere else has the photo books so we can get the other ones. Yep. That's all we have to say about Aitorisha 7. But as for next month... I have no clue. <laughs> we have no clue. We kind of have to talk about it first before we decide on... Yeah. Before we say what's gonna be discussed. Mm -hmm. So, you guys will find out eventually. I guess the only thing as a bonus episode that we can announce is like we'll be talking about the first core of Haikyuu. In the meantime, to tie you guys over while we think about like, you know, what the fuck to do next. For sure. So, check our Twitter if you guys want to know what our next pick is going to be when we decide that. Yeah, because we'll, we'll tweet about it. Because we'll also make a post for you to reply with questions and stuff. Yes, so please follow our Twitter. Yes, it's in the description. Please subscribe. And if you don't have a Twitter, uh, like just, just check it, at least. You can still check it. <laughs> yeah, and follow just us individually on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And subscribe. We're always on our Twitter. Yeah, we're always on Twitter. And subscribe to us on YouTube. <laughs> our YouTube <laughs> channels. Because we make pretty good content, I think. Me and- too. I was covering Idolish 7, but since it's postponed, sadly. <laughs> I know. It'll come back. We just have to wait a little bit longer. Hopefully sooner rather than later. But yeah, Mia will sign us off now. Alright. <laughs> okay. Um, well, thank you guys once again for listening to another episode of our Q4U podcast. We really appreciate uh, asking questions and following us on Twitter and subscribing. So if you haven't already, please do so. Because <laughs> it would really mean a lot to us. Um, I mean, we just do this for fun because we like talking about stuff, but I mean, if you guys ever want to join in on the conversation, please feel free to comment down below. And if you want to be a special guest, any one of our friends listening, don't hesitate to contact us. 
and be like, hey, be like, let hey, me join it. <laughs> I want to talk about stuff on your show with you. I love that show or whatever. We'll be happy to happy to talk with you. Uh, again, thank you guys for listening. And we'll see you guys in the next episode. So see you later. Bye. Bye.